0: Sahana Vavatu Sahana Bhunaktu Sahavir Yankaravahai Tejasvina Vadhi Tamastuma Shankarananda (tries) Namasri <tries> Shankara Nanda Guru Padam Bujan Money, Guru Padam Bujan Money, Savila Samahamo, Savila Samahamo, Grahagrah Seikakar Money, In this last section of the fourteenth chapter, the author repeats, just bodily repeats, or verbatim repeats, verses from the seventh chapter. In the context of describing the state of a wise man, or his experience, when he feels krta the attainment, the de- having done whatever needs to be done, prāpta-prāptavyam. Mean that having attained whatever is to be attained, <coughs> the four—I ex- mean—the experience of the wise man was described in four ways: dukkha bhava, total absence of grief; kama aptihi attainment of fulfillment of all desires; Krita-krutya-tvam, the sense of having done whatever needs to be done. Prapta, prapta, praptatvam and having accomplished whatever needs to be accomplished. So, the first two dukkha-bhava, the absence of grief or sorrow, and kama-apti, attainment of all the kama or the desires, was explained in the fourteenth chapter. And to explain the last two, how he has a sense of having done whatever needs to be done, nothing remains to be done. What things can be done? Well, you may want to attain happiness in this world or attain happiness in the world hereafter. And for that, don't you have to do something? He says, no, I don't have anything to do for accomplishing happiness here or happiness hereafter because I am the very happiness. No, no even happiness doesn't remain to be accomplished. And then he explained. For example, dukkhina Sam samsarantu. Those people are ignorant and therefore sorrowful. All right. They might engage, uh, you know, in all these various worldly concerns. Putra di apeksaya, kāmam samsarantu. With the desire for sun and whatever, let them engage in various worldly concerns. Paramāṇanda purnaḥam. But I am purnaḥ, complete with parama-ānanda. So I am complete with ānanda as my very self ki samsarami. What now desire can there be? So shows, ki mitchhaya kasya kamae shariram What desire can remain when the heart is full in every way? And therefore, there is no desire left because whatever is to be accomplished as a result of fulfillment of a desire is my nature and therefore nothing remains to be accomplished. Paraloka <coughs> yiyasava. So in this world, people engage in various worldly concerns, because they want happiness and security here. Therefore they may want family, they want children, and variety of things they may want, which is fine. But I don't need any fulfillment of security because I—that that is my nature. And so I have no need for any worldly concerns. How about I come doing something so that you can assure a place for yourself in the heavens, in the other world? He says, Paraloka yaya Those people who are desirous of Paraloka or the other world, like heavens, etc., they might perform those rituals. Saru lokat, kasma. But who am I? I am the one who is the nature all the worlds. So I know myself as the, the self that is in the whole, that in which the whole three worlds are. That is, how I know myself the limitless, all pervasive. So nothing is separate from me. Nothing that the heavens has to offer is separate from endeavor. I don't have to reach anywhere. See, if I had to accomplish something which I don't have, well, I have to do something. If I reach a place where I am not, maybe I would have to do something. (coughs) But even the heavens or the pleasures available in the heavens are not apart from me. And therefore, desiring what would I have to undertake any rituals? All right, maybe you don't require anything, but certainly you should do something for the, uh, for the welfare of other people. Maybe you have the knowledge. Why should you not? Don't you feel that you should do something, that you should, you should uh, impart this knowledge to others? He says, no, even that I don't have. Vyachakshatam te shastrani, vedan Those people who think that they are adhikāris, that they are qualified to teach the Vedas, let them teach the Vedas. Or to teach the scriptures, let them teach the scriptures. The idea is that if a person feels that, I, if there is an abhimānam or the identification, I am a teacher, Or I am such and such, then of course that would bring about a kartavya or a duty associated with that particular role. So duty always has something to do with the role. So duty is like the script, associated with a particular role in a play. So if you assume any role in the play, that is always a script, and you must function according to the script. Then you don't have the freedom to function or act the way you do, the way you want. In the world also, if I have a certain notion about myself, that I am a teacher or I am such, I am, I am a learned person, or I am so and so. In that case, of course, there is a duty for a script associated with that particular assumption of a role. He says, "Na Since I know myself as actionless, there is no role at all, and therefore there is no duty on my part that I should deliberately even do something to... The idea is, not that he will not teach or not do something, Idea is that he doesn't have chase any activity, that's the idea. I need not engage myself deliberately any in any worldly concerns because there is an end of all the concerns. But then we find you doing a variety of actions like taking baths, eating food, and all these things you sleeping. So eating, drinking, sleeping, all these things we find you doing. How do we say that you are not doing anything? He says, Well, drashtaras cet it is from the standpoint of the onlookers that they say that I am doing something. Because they find his body and doing various motions of eating, drinking, sleeping, and therefore they think that I am doing. It is their standpoint. And just because they think that I am doing doesn't mean that I am doing. <coughs> Why? When they impose a doership on you, doesn't that affect you? says, no. Gunja punja nanya Like that gunja. So, that, that those red berries that are on the bush, looks like the bush is red and somebody may feel from a distance that the bush is on fire. So just because somebody imposes fire on these red berries, doesn't mean that the bush is going to catch fire. And so also just because people say that I am doing various things, doesn't mean that the doership actually comes to me all right, maybe you don't want anything in this life, maybe you don't need anything in the other life, maybe you don't see your duty as, uh, you know, as teaching or what it is. But then, for the realization of the truth, should you not listen to the scriptures? So specific activities for the purpose of knowledge, should you not do? He says, well, śrāna Agnyada tatvasthe." Who has to listen to the scriptures? Agnyada tattvāha. So those people who do not have the knowledge of tattva, the truth, they may listen to the scriptures. Janan kasmat shranom Since I know the truth, and what's the need for me to do shravanam? So as we know very well, shravanam, or listening to the scriptures, primarily is for removal of ignorance. Mananam, reflection upon that, for removal of doubts and vagueness. This dhyasanam meditation, is for removal of habitual error. And so he's denying the kartavya. These are all kartavya. As long as I feel that I am ignorant, there is a kartavya. There is a need on my part to listen to the (coughs) scriptures. Then it becomes kartavya. Kartavya means what? That which must be done. (coughs) We add the tavya pratya, the the suffix tavya to anything. Then there is a sense of having to do something. (coughs) Sakru means to do. Add tavya pratya becomes kartavya. Kartavya means that which should be done. bhoktavyaṁ, gnatavyam. Gnaya means to know, gnatavyam, that which should be known. Bhuj means to enjoy, bhoktavyaṁ, that should be enjoyed and experienced. So, Tavya pattya. Atma vare drashtaviha, shrotav viha, mantaviha, nidhi dhyasi taviha, taviha. Atma vare drashtaviha, drisht plus becomes drashtaviha. Atma must be seen, must be known. How shrotav must be listened to, Mantavya? must be deliberated upon. This must be meditated upon. Tavya. Tavya means should be done. So one who wants to know the self should do all this. He says, well, those who do not know the self, may they listen to the scriptures. Since I know, I know the truth about myself, I see no need to listen to the scriptures. All right, maybe you have the knowledge, but I'm sure there must be some doubts in you. And therefore, you must do mananam or reflection upon what you have known. <coughs> This manyataam samshayapanah Those people who are samshayata the doubts they may do the mananam na hama I don't have any doubts and therefore I don't have any need for mananam either. But how about deyatabudni habitual identification of the body? For that you must do Niridhyasaram. kim dhyanam So those people who still have the habitual error may have to, the need definitely to perform the nidhiyasaram I don't even have the habitual error and therefore, why should I even have to perform this dhyasaram? I never identify myself with the body and therefore, I don't want to make an effort to become free from the identification of the body. <coughs> but if you are not identified with the body, then how do you seem to function as a human being? If you are not identified with the human body, how, how come we find you functioning as a human being? So it doesn't require any effort because that's going on to the past habit so the body already is like a wheel in motion and so the body itself acts like eating, drinking, sleeping etc and therefore it is going on according to the past samskaras the idea is that cirabhyastha vāsanāt, because of the vāsanās, meaning the samskāras, the impressions, the habits, the tendencies which have been there from the time. For so a long time, this vyavahāra or these worldly transactions through the body, they take place without my having to do anything. But don't you to do something to stop this vyavahāra of the body? says, so why should I stop it? I can't stop it anyway, because the body follows its own laws. So regardless of how much meditation I do, the body will continue to remain the body and do what it is doing. Prārabdha-karmanī nivartate. This body will cease to act only when the prārabdha-karma comes to an end. karma And thus, when karma meaning that when the prārabdha-karma gets exhausted, the wheel of a potter's wheel, which is set in motion, will stop when the moment is exhausted, and so also the body is set in motion by the momentum by the prarabdha karma. And when that momentum will be exhausted, the body itself will seize all the functions. And until then, dhyana sahasadaha. Even if I meditate hundreds of times and still this body will not stop functioning because it is the nature of the body to do that. And so I don't see the need to do that either. <coughs> now continuing with the next verse. Which is, uh, what is the number here? Let me see. So now we must uh, go to verse 50, 51 rather, yeah. So from the verse 51 in the 14th chapter, 264 in the 7th chapter. nanu prarabdha vyavaharasya It's all right. But then, this body, which is under the influence of prarabdha karma, at least the vyavahara or these worldly transactions that are going on, in order to minimize those transactions, don't you have to do some meditation? Nidhiyasaram. Isn't it meaning that, isn't this vyavahara the worldly transactions, don't they become an obstacle to you? And therefore, don't you have to do something about minimizing this Vyavahara also? He says, Vyavaharasya avatakattva dashanat. The Vyavahara meaning, the things that are done through the body, they do not in any way contradict the knowledge or displace the knowledge. Meaning the knowledge of the self is not opposed to the Vyavahara or the worldly transactions to the body. Tan nivrte dhyanam anasthayam or dhyanam Therefore, I don't have to make any special effort in order to minimize the vyavahara of the body, because, as we said, body is under the... the uh, body is subject to the laws of prarabhya karma. And therefore, I don't have to interfere even with the process of nature to try to meditate and try to minimize the vyavahara. And so, says the word, next verse, said, verse 15, vira-latvam vyavahratehe ishtam ce dhyānam astute, ishtam ce dhyānam astute, abāthikaṁ vyavahrateṁ, abāthikaṁ vyavahrateṁ, pasyan dhyāyam mihaṁ pasyan dhyāyam mihaṁ kutaha. vira ishtam ce, all right. If you think that you want to minimize your vyavahara, you want to minimize your dealings or transactions at the level of the body, dhyāna must do that, then fine. You go ahead and perform the meditation. If you want, meditation means a mental activity. And so, you may engage deliberately in the mental activity such as meditation in order to minimize the vyavahara or the transactions taking place at the level of body. If this is what you desire, fine. In short, if you feel that the activity of the body in some way becomes an obstacle to you in, in whatever you want to do, in maintaining the peace of mind or whatever, and for that purpose if you see the need of minimizing the vyavahara of the body, fine, you do. Abhājikaṁ vyavhṛtiṁ paśyan. But as far as I am concerned, I find that the knowledge of the Self or my avoidance and knowledge is in no way displaced or is ob- is not, this body, Vyavahara of the body, is not an obstacle to the knowledge or abidance in knowledge. Dhyāyāmyam Why should I perform any dhyānam? So, I don't have to perform any special activity in order to influence the Vyavahara of the body because I do not see the Vyavahara of the body or this transaction as an obstacle to me. Dhyānasya akarta vyatve All right. You don't have to do meditation, let us say. Vaikshayva pariharaya. But still, isn't it a distraction? When you do something, or when the body is active, isn't it a distraction for you? And for that, samādhi karta viha. Dhyānam means the process of meditation. So when there is a distraction of the mind, you bring it back and maintain that particular object of meditation. It is called dhyānam. And samādhi is when even that effort also goes away, and the mind becomes absorbed in the object of meditation. So in dhyana also the mind is focused upon the object of meditation, but then still the dhyata meaning the effort is involved, there is a meditator. In samadhi even the effort also ceases to be, because the mind just gets absorbed in the object of meditation, because of a long-term practice of dhyana. Let's go samadhi. And that samādhi one we want to practice in order to make the mind free from distraction. samādhi ho mano He says distraction also is the a, is a nature of the mind, meaning attribute of the mind. And samādhi absorption also is attribute of the mind. These are all the attributes of the mind, not attributes of the self. So the Upanishad says, jāyateva lelāyateva sadhi bhūtva. So dihāyateva, lehāyateva, as though he meditates, as though he gets distracted. The idea is meditation or concentration and distraction, both are the attributes of the mind. When I am identified with the mind, then I say that I am meditating, or I say that I am absorbed, or I say that I am distracted when there is this identification of the mind. I don't have the identification of the mind, therefore I know that distraction as well as absorption, both of these are the attributes of the mind. <clears throat> I know that mind is vikari meaning mind is subject to modification and change and therefore it may get distracted it may get absorbed but then for me the self there is no vikshep or distraction and therefore I don't see a need for samadhi or the absorption either It's a very beautiful section that talks about the this the state of the wise man. krita having done everything to be done. There is no need even to meditate or, or, or samādhi, nothing is required. Whatever these things had to accomplish is already accomplished, and therefore nothing remains to be done. This is the idea. nanu samādhi phalam Sampadaniya. The, of course, as we say, that basic problem is ignorance. And when the ignorance is gone, then the... See, that is vikshepa and avarana. Avarana means the uh, wailing, vikshepa means distraction. So distraction in the form of vyovahara remains. But when avarana is gone away, when the wailing of the ignorance is gone away by knowledge, that vikshepa doesn't become a problem. We saw that in vivekachudamani, How the ignorance is this two-fold power of avarana and vikshepa, meaning... Or to veil the knowledge as well as to create distraction. Panchadashi also discussed it at length. And when the ignorance, when the veiling is there, then the distraction plays havoc with us. But when the veiling is removed by knowledge, then the distraction is not a problem. Distraction means all the, I mean, uh, projection, all the vikshepa, in terms of yavahara, etc., is not a problem when the ignorance is gone. <coughs> then you ask the next question, Nano. But you see, if you do Samadhi, if you do the practice of Samadhi or absorption, then you have these Anubhava Anubhavah, anubhav means experience, experience of the Self. And that at least you will accomplish. Suppose you do not have to perform Samadhi or the practice of Samadhi or absorption for the sake of becoming free from distraction. But still, when you are in Samadhi, that time you have the experience of the Self, and that is what you definitely want to know. you Don't you want to experience yourself? He says, Well, I am the, of the nature of Anubhava. Anubhava means experience. But ultimately, what is even the content of any experience? The content of any experience also is nothing but Chaitanya or consciousness. So, what you call Anubhava or experience, that is my nature and therefore, even that experience also is not to be accomplished. So, what Anubhava means experience? But anubhava in the ultimate sense just means satanyam, or the awareness, or the knowledge, which is the self. And therefore, that being my very self, even that anubhava or experience, also is not to be accomplished. That is said in the next verse. Nityanubhavaru pasya, nityanubhavaru Komeva vānubhava prasaka, Komeva vānubhava prasaka. Kritam krityam prapaniyam, kritam krityam prapaniyam, praptam ittevanisce, praptam ittevanisce. Nityanubhau rupashe, komeva anubhav prashega. Nityanubhau rupashe, I am of the nature of Nitya anubhava. Anubhava means very experience, meaning the consciousness. So I am the very consciousness of Chaitanya, which is Nitya which is abhināsī, which is immutable or indestructible. So that very consciousness that is indestructible, which is the essence or content of every experience, which eliminates every experience, and that is what, what I really I am. So what does every experience reveal? Every experience is a state of mind, and what does every state of mind reveal? Every state of mind really reveals that awareness alone, and that awareness is my own nature, and therefore what particular experience do I need in order to know myself or in order to own up the awareness that I am? Since awareness is my own nature, what kind of a specific experience is required by me in order to know that I am awareness or in order to experience awareness? So awareness, which is anubhava or the essence of every experience is my own nature and therefore, komeva anubhava prathaka. And therefore, what separate anubhava or experience or the awareness do I need? kṛtam kṛtyam, because therefore whatever has to be done has been done by me. There is nothing that remains to be done. No worldly activity needs to be done because I don't have any worldly achievements to accomplish. No other, no activities required are for the otherworldly accomplishment because even the other world is not other for me because the sense of otherness is not there. Nor do I have to make any specific effort to help others and so forth because I, I don't have any kartrutva or doership at all. And therefore, even though I seem to be performing actions at the level of the body, that is only from the standpoint of the by-onlookers and not from my standpoint. And I don't even have kartavya or the duty in terms of listening to the scriptures, shravanam, manam, idhyasaram, because those obstacles in terms of the ignorance or doubt or habitual error also are not there. Nor do I have to perform meditation or samadhi in order to in any way affect or influence the vyavahara, the the worldly activities of the body, because the body is functioning under the laws of prarabdha, and therefore that is not in any way an obstacle to me. Nor do I have to perform samadhi to gain an experience, because that experience is my own nature. So krutam kṛtyam, whatever has to be done, has been done by me. So this is a feeling. This is what they call bliss or happiness, ānanda. That, I have done all that needs to be done. That's all. And therefore a total satisfaction. praapaniyam praptam and I have accomplished everything that has to be accomplished. Because why do you do anything? You perform any action to accomplish something. So when you say that I have done what has to be done, meaning that I have accomplished what has to be accomplished in life. ittyeva nisca hai, and this is my nischaya. hai. This is my firm conviction that whatever had to be accomplished, I have accomplished. And therefore, whatever had to be done, I have done. <coughs> and therefore, you don't have to do anything, no worship at all, and so you don't feel that any given thing is a duty. evam sarvatraya anabhivagame Thus, in a way you say, you say that there is nothing that I have to do to help people, nothing I have to do to study the scriptures, or do anything. Sarvatra. Kartrutva anabhivagame. If you say that you don't have doership in anything, āniyata If you don't consider anything as a duty, that means that you might just act in a manner which is which is totally licentious. So what prevents you from acting in a licentious manner? In unrestrained, licentious, unbecoming manner. You see, we always monitor our activities. Because... We, want, we have certain values and so we consider certain things as proper to do and some other things that are not proper to do. And therefore you refrain from doing something that is improper or unbecoming. Because there is a becoming action, therefore there is an unbecoming action. You see, unbecoming action is in contrast to becoming action. So I consider certain actions unbecoming, or I consider certain actions as becoming and therefore I deliberately engage myself in becoming actions or refrain from any unbecoming actions, But when he doesn't consider any action as a becoming action, that means I do not consider any action as unbecoming also. If I say that I am I am driving my car, and therefore I want to observe the, the, the rules of traffic, then it is becoming on my part to drive on the right. If I don't say, I don't, I'm not under any rules of traffic, because I'm the governor general, I'm the president of this country, you know, and therefore no rules apply to me. That means you will drive as you like. Oh, suppose I happen to have that ambulance or whatever it is, a fire, uh, you know, fire ambulance or stuff like that, fire, you know, then he drives anywhere he likes because he doesn't have any kind of a uh, becoming or unbecoming, he's emergency. So we find them going, you know, on the left lane or the shoulder, everywhere they ride. So they drive on anywhere. So similarly also, you the wise man, when for you there is no such thing as a becoming action because you don't see need for any action, and you proclaim that there is no doership worship in you, and therefore you don't perform any action also, and you find that no vahara of the body or no action of the body is in any way opposed to your knowledge, therefore there will not be any activity or effort on your part to refrain from some other unbecoming activity also. If there is no special effort on your part to engage in becoming righteous activities, then there will be no effort on your part to refrain from unrighteous activities also. And therefore, this is very dangerous. So you are reaching a dangerous point. Of course, dangerous is not for the wise men. Dangerous for the people who don't quite understand this. So, āniyata In that case, there is always this occasion of what we call licentious activity, unbecoming activity. It is says well, if that is what the prarabdha, or the destiny decides that this body engages in activity which are unrighteous or unbecoming or licentious, well, that will be so. Because I am not opposed to that also. So he says he is opposed to nothing. (coughs) And this is what is said in verse 67. These verses must be generally considered as arsavada, meaning as extolling the glory of knowledge and not necessarily license. Because as we said, A wise man is spontaneously in harmony, or to the extent that you are in harmony, to that extent you are wise. To the extent that I am in harmony with the order, obtaining order, a universal order, to the extent that I am in tune with that, to that extent I am wise. And when I am completely in harmony with the order, then my actions are going to be spontaneously good. And so we don't expect that a wise man will do something that is unbecoming, or it may be unbecoming from a given standpoint, but then that, that, there must be definitely something behind it which has a certain reason behind it. But otherwise, we cannot expect that a person who has gained this knowledge would engage in any unbecoming activities. Still, it is said in Bhagavad Gita also Lord Krishna says, Sarvatha vartamano bi nasabhuyo vijayade that this wise man, in whichever way he conducts himself, whether he is righteous or unrighteous, he is not born again. Idea is that there is a... Since he doesn't have the sense of duvashup, in spite of killing all these people here, he does not kill anybody or he doesn't get bound. This is all to extol the knowledge. Not that there is a license that he can go and kill anybody. So so that's what is said in the verse 67. Vyavaharo laukikova Vyavahara loki kova Shastri o van yatha viva Shastri o van yatha viva Mamakar turale pasye Mamakar turale pasye Yathara abdham is worldly so activities Bhiksha ahara meaning either the, that is the vevahara or the worldly activity in the form of bhiksha, begging food, ahara eating food, etc. Shastriya meaning japa samadhyadhi, or the vevahara meaning the activity that is enjoyed by the scriptures, such as japa, repeating the holy name, and other, other, other religious activities. They are called shastriya meaning the activities, the spiritual activities are means for for one's knowledge, for the knowledge. So whether it is japa or samadhi, so such vyavahara is there, which is Shastri vyavahara. Anyataviva or pratishidya himsadhiiva. Oh, there can be other kind of vyavahara, such as even prohibited actions. So whether the through this body the actions that we call the enjoined actions, if they are performed, or the actions which are called prohibited actions, if they are performed. It doesn't matter to me, because who am I? You uh, see, I'm 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 I am Alepa. Alepah means untainted, unaffected, unconnected. I'm I neither have kartarattva worship nor bhogtarattva enjoyership. So I who is free from the doership and enjoyership, for me it doesn't matter what kind of behaviour or what kind of action gets performed through this body because I don't perform it. Then who performs it? It is a destiny that in fact expresses itself through the actions of this body and therefore I don't have anything to do with it. He says, so māma prārabdham karma anadik so, I who am do, free from the doership and enjoyership, for me, let this body perform the action as determined by the destiny. In short, he means to say that, I do not interfere at all. Ideally, what it means is that the body has been completely surrendered to the destiny. He doesn't have any kind of an identification or sense of ownership. And there is nothing that he wants to accomplish or does even doesn't want to accomplish. There is nothing that he specifically wants to do or he, he doesn't want to do or wants to refrain from doing. And therefore, this body is totally an instrument of law, really. So, for a wise man, the instrument is totally, the body is totally the instrument of Lord. So, whatever the Lord sankalpa, whatever he wants to get done through this body, let him do. This is the greatest thing. But suppose Lord desires through this body, Lord means the total sankalpa. The total will functioning through his body makes his body do things that are not acceptable to the present code of conduct in a society. Then what? He says, well, then also I don't engage because this body is an instrument of the of the Lord. So whatever is in the best interest, that is what will be done. Whether it is judged now, the point is, whether action judged by the body, whether action performed by the body is judged by other people as becoming or unbecoming is not my problem. I am not doing anything specifically, the body is, is nothing but an instrument in the hand of prārābdā, or resting. and therefore I don't interfere, I don't push the body or don't interfere. This is an ideal condition. Therefore Śrīṅkarāja says in Brahmā-sūdra-bhāśya, paśvādivisca aviśeśāt. Between a wise man and a pashu or an animal there is, there is no distinction. Because an animal acts totally out of instinct and therefore does not in any way control. So an animal has no control over the activity. The activities of an animal are essentially governed by instinct. So you can say that animal also is nothing but a part of the universal scheme because it doesn't have any private agenda. It acts according to the instincts which are already determined or planted in that. And so, and why, of course the animal is not capable of a deliberate action. And wise man has no need for a deliberate action. And therefore, his actions are also taken care of by destiny. The actions of animals are also taken care of by destiny. In that sense, there is similarity. Both extremes look alike. But he says that this is ayatharabdham pravartadam. Let this body engage in whatever activity it is according to the destiny. evam vastu and now the author gives his own opinion. This is the general, this is what we call Vedānta Siddhānta. So in the Vedāntic text, this is what we find. That it doesn't matter what the wise man does because he doesn't do anything anyway. And therefore he doesn't get tainted by whatever actions are performed by the Upadi. But now the author says his own particular standpoint. Sometimes authors so the great people take the liberty, this... This is called Praudhavada. Praudhavada means what? What is not accepted in the Siddhanta, but then which he presents. Sometimes contradicting the Siddhanta, or sometimes extending what is said in the Siddhanta, what is being said is called Praudhavada. And so, verse 68, from that, he sort of gives his own opinion here. Ashavakrita Kratyapi. अथवा कर्तकर्त्त्यो भी लोकानुग्रह काम्या लोकानुग्रह काम्या शास्त्रीय नहीं, शास्त्री नहीं वर्ते हम वर्ते Or let it put it this way. That it is not that I will necessarily I will work, I mean I will act in a licentious manner. I say that I will be a spontaneously good person. Meaning I will act only according to the injunctions of scriptures. Suppose I, I mean suppose I act meaning this body or this upadi performs actions in accordance with the injunctions of the scriptures, then also what is wrong with that? So some people may say that, oh, you, why are you doing this? Why do you have to follow the injunctions of the scriptures? Are you still under the control or are you still under the uh, under the purview of the scriptures? Is I am not. It is not that I have any kind of a sense of obligation and therefore I am following the injunctions of the scriptures, but I choose to do that. Why do you do that? Loka Nugha Kamya Pranya Nugrahitcha in order for the well being of the people. Because wise man is really a leader. A person like that is a rare one. So automatically is a leader. Yet Dedachardeshes, Tattadevetra Rodjanaha, it says Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, that whatever a great man or a leader does, that is what the ordinary people follow. Say Pramanam Gurude, Lukas Tadanu Vartade. And whatever he considers as the authentic knowledge, or whatever he gives, you know, his, uh, wherever he he gives, shows agreement, or whatever he takes up as authority, automatically other people also take up. So a wise man suggests that is necessarily going to be one who is looked up to by a number of people, and therefore it is only proper that whatever activities he does are in keeping with the scriptural injunction, so that the people also will follow that. Because most people only do they only imitate the leaders. Most people imitate the great man. And he being a great man, he may as well conduct himself in such a manner that he sets an example for the other people to follow. And never. Even though I am even though I have done what needs to be done, and therefore there is nothing that I have to accomplish even by performing what we call the Shastriya or the scriptural activities or activities in keeping with the scriptural injunctions even though I have nothing to accomplish. Loka, nugraha, kamaya, for graha, the, For the desire of the welfare of the beings. Shastriya, eva, marga, hambarte. It is that I will necessarily follow. I can, I may easily follow or I may choose to follow rather what we call the Shastriya, marga or the path of the injunction scriptures, scriptural injunctions, then also uh, there is nothing to be lost. And therefore, either this body or upādhi will perform actions which you may judge as unbecoming, or rather you find you may find that this body or upadi is performing actions that are in keeping with the scriptural injunctions, which, was, which is the thing to do, in order to set an example for the people. So the scriptures also get a... Uh, get a lease, you know. So how can an ordinary person have the trust in what the scripture says, Swamiji, I am Brahma, how can I believe that? Is it ever possible to gain this knowledge? Is it possible for somebody to be really good? It's not possible. Because people, like, like, you know, encounter so much difficulty in just becoming, being good. Sometimes you even lose the faith that it is ever possible to be even good or what. And therefore... We want to. If there is an illustration or example before us, then we can believe that what the scriptures say is a practical thing. Otherwise, sometimes I believe that the scriptures are saying something academic or theoretical. It can't be really put in practice. But when you see somebody doing it, then you realize that no, it is possible. And therefore, the wise people or the good people always they want to teach others by setting an example. So teaching or communicating through words, of course, is one method of communication, but more effective than that is a communication that takes place when you set an example for others. This is what Swami says in this little book called booklet called personnel management. Managing personnel, managing people around you. So you are a leader and naturally you want to manage other people. So how do you manage? Manage not by controlling them as much as by setting an example for them so that they're enthused or they're encouraged or inspired also to follow the path of good because they see you doing that. So set an example for them. (coughs) So he says, maybe I will want to set an example for others. And therefore I will, so that the scriptures get a lease. So the the Shastra get the, the Pramanyam or the the authority of the scriptures also is is uh, is enhanced. And for that I may do this. And also I see nothing wrong in that. Eva evamārge pravatanangikare kāre tarhitat abhimānap vikara vikārasyāt Oh. Then that means that you seem to have some kind of abhimānam so you seem to have self-awareness that I am doing this, because what happens is, when you del- when you perform only certain kind of an action, like you perform only Shakti vyavahara, meaning you make sure that your actions are in keeping with the injunctions of the scriptures. That means there's some kind of a self-awareness is involved on your part that I am only acting in accordance with scriptures, and I am avoiding the the op- actions that are prohibited by the scriptures. So it looks to us like there is an abhimana, or, or meaning is self-awareness that I am doing this. Without the self-awareness, how can you how can you make sure that the actions performed by the upadhi will necessarily be in keeping with the scriptures? He says, "Well, no, even though." That's what he said in the next two verses. Devarchanasnana Shocha Devarchanasnana Shocha Bhikshado vartatam vapuhu Bhikshado vartatam vapuhu Taram japatu vatadwada Taram तद्वद् vatadwada Patatvam तद्वद् mastakam Patatvam naya mastakam yadva viṣṇam dhyāyat udhīr yadvā brahmānande vilīyatāṁ, brahmānande vilīyatāṁ, sākṣyaḥam kīncidappyatrā, sākṣyaḥam kīncidappyatrā, nakurvenāpikāraya, nakurvenāpikāraya. Devarchana, snana, saucha, bhikshadu, vartadam, vapuhu. Vapuhu in this body. Vapuhu, vartadam. Maybe this body may, may engage in these activities of devarchana, of worshipping the God, worshipping the Lord, snana, taking bath, saucha, keeping it clean, bhikshadu, or in begging food, or eating food. So maybe let this body engage in all these activities. Doesn't matter to me. He says, "So this is all Shastri activity. Shastri means as enjoined by the scriptures. Then you must take bath every day so many times, and thus follow these rules as far as the the purification are required, are, are, are you know is concerned. Then you must do bhiksha in this manner, eat food in a certain manner, and perform the worship stipulated worship. Suppose his body does all this. Let it let the body be engaged in 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 the worship of the Lord." May the body be engaged in begging food, in keeping itself clean, in taking the ritual baths, and whatever it is. So other baths are ritual baths. You may take one bath in the morning to keep the body clean, but then you take another bath at twelve o'clock, other bath, these are, you know. And of course, in, in, in India, of course, all these baths are required baths, maybe. But perhaps if you take bath in Pennsylvania, they're all ritual baths, you know. You don't require so many baths. And still, Brahmins may take four baths a day, they're all ritual baths. Why, they, why do they do that? Before Sandhyamandanam, or before the mid morning, or the midday puja, and one bath. Evening puja, another bath. This thing, another bath. There are fellows who take half a dozen baths every day. Vaishnavas in particular. You touch somebody, bath. Cook here, bath. Do something everywhere, there, bath, and bath, and bath. That's all. Of course, it's good in India, but still. So some fellows say, some Vedāntins say to this Vaiṣṇava, say, you fellows are going to die taking baths, you know. <laughs> that fellow says, you Vedantins are going to die eating food, because these fellows, the sannyāsīs eat bhiksha and bhiksha and bhiksha, you know, that is. So sannyāsīs are eating bhiksha and those fellows are taking baths anyway. But the point is that suppose the body takes a ritual bath, fine. Suppose it eats bhiksha, fine. Suppose it performs a worship, fine, Let him do. Or my speech also let it perform its activities. Taram Japudu Vak Tadva. In the same manner, Vak Taram Japudu Taram means Pranava. Taraka mantra. Taraka is that which helps you to cross the ocean of samsara. So one mantra, Om, which is Pranava, is also called Taraka. Of course, God's name is Tarakam. nāma Tarakam. They say that, just the name Rama, Rama, Rama is Tarakam. By that name, you can cross the ocean of samsara. And therefore it is said that in the in India, in the olden days, the belief was that if you die in Kashi, then you will attain moksha. If you die in Banaras, you will attain moksha. Therefore people used to specifically go there in the last years of their life and spend in Banaras, Kashi, so that they will die there. Why is it so? Because it is said, Banaras is the city of Lord Shiva, the presiding deity of the city is Lord Shiva. And what does Lord Shiva do there? That whenever a person is dying, at that time the Lord Shiva Lord comes. In his ears he utters this mantra. Ram Ram or, you know Ram 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 Ram. And therefore this fellow dies listening to his mantra, Ram Ram Ram. And so he attains moksha because the Rama is Taraka Mantra, meaning it is that which which makes you cross the ocean of samsara. Anyway, so these are called Taraka. Tarama Tarakam. So that which makes you cross this ocean of samsara. Meaning, let this speech also utter this Om or Ram or whatever it wants. Parthatu Amnaya Mastakam. Amnaya Mastakam, vedānta Shastram. Amnaya means Veda. Mastakam is the head. Shirti Shiras means Uttamanga, the head. So what's the head of the Vedas? Upanishad is said to be the head of the Vedas. Because the most exalted section of the Veda is Upanishad. So amnaya mastakam. Maybe my speech also recite the mantras from Upanishad or Bhagavad Gita or Brahma Sutra or Vedanta. So maybe let my speech also recite or talk or speak Vedanta or it may repeat the name of the Lord. Or the third action is mind. See, three kinds of actions we perform. Actions perform at the level of body, at the level of speech, at the level of mind. So at the level of mind, Vishnu, Dhyayadu, Or may my mind meditate upon Vishnu, Lord Narayana. Or Vishnu means all-pervasive Lord. So may my mind meditate upon the, meditate upon the Lord, who is all-pervasive. Brahmanande, viliyatam Or maybe my mind, may get absorbed or merged in Brahmananda. So maybe my mind gets merged in Brahmananda, which ānanda that is Brahmananda, doesn't matter. So maybe my mind meditates upon the… meditates upon Brahman or Vishnu or a form, or my mind gets merged in Brahmananda, like one getting immersed in the ocean or immersed in a lake. So when you also… My mind gets immersed in the lake of this ānanda. Let me. So, meaning my body, speech and mind, all of them may perform what we call śāstriyam karma, activities that are enjoined by the scriptures or what we call these spiritual activities. Let these instruments of body, mind, body, speech and mind do that. But see, I am not doing them. How come you are not doing? Sakshiyam kinchide petra. Nukurwe na nakurve napikare. Because I Am Sakshi. I'm the witness of this all. So body is performing actions? Fine, I'm the witness. It is in my presence that these things happen. Yes, this is Sandindi Matrana, in in the Sandidiya the presence of whom. This Dehendriya Manodya, the body, the mind, and the, the intellect, all of these. So Vyapareshu, Svakieshu Vartande. So I know that I am the very presence. I am that very awareness and presence of whom this body, the speech, the mind, the intellect, all of them engage in their respective activities. as though they are directed to perform those activities, but there is no sense of direction in me. So he says, na kurve na neither do I do anything, (coughs) nor do I make them do something. Neither I speak or neither I perform a specific action nor do I prompt, prompt my body or the mind or speech to perform any actions, because I know myself as a witness. I know that in my presence the actions are being performed, and all the actions are necessarily performed as, as prompted by praram or destiny, that I don't specifically do anything myself. So in all these verses. Which are essentially repeated from seventh chapter. Here, the teacher said that they described here the state of the wise man who has this feeling that I have done what all needs to be done, and how he feels as a result he is being described here. And the subsequent verses describe how he feels when he has attained whatever needs to be attained. <clears throat> So kṛta-kṛtyata and praptap-prāpyata. So second is attainment of whatever has to be attained. And how does one feel when one feels that one has attained all that needs to be attained? The next verse is this. kṛta-kṛtyataya triptahe kṛta-kṛtyataya triptahe praptap-prāpyataya punahe rapta prapyataya punah truptyenevam swamanasa truptyenevam swamanasa manyate sa nirantaram manyate sa nirantaram krutai krutyaya truptah trupta means what satisfied understand that these verses come from the 7th chapter which is called trupti deepa prakaranam where the trupti, is the complete satisfaction or the complete contentment of the wise man is illumined there in that particular chapter. So these are the last verses of that chapter also. (coughs) So krita krityadaya Truptaha. The wise man is truptahe, completely satisfied, completely contented or satisfied by krita So kritaam krityam krityajadam yenasu krita kritya. As we explained earlier, the one who has done whatever needs to be done is called krutakrutya. And krutakrutya the state of one having I mean having done whatever is to be done. So Krtakritaya, on account of enjoying a state of mind wherein there is there is a satisfaction of having done whatever needs to be done. Prapta punah. Further, once again, he also feels totally satisfied because. So he, the other reason why his total satisfaction is because he feels that he has accomplished whatever needs to be accomplished. That's all. Two things bother me. Lot of things I have to accomplish because there a lot of agenda that I have to fulfill. That keeps me always going after, one after the other activity and keeps me dissatisfied there is always a sense of dissatisfaction as long as I feel that there is still something to be accomplished. And also there is a sense of dissatisfaction as long as I feel that there is something to be done. So it's always a burden on my head that, that also remains to be done, that also remains to be done, this also remains to be done. As long as this idea that something remains to be done is there in my head, so long I cannot have satisfaction. There is a dissatisfaction. Or if I feel that I still accomplish this accomplish this, accomplish this. There is no demand that I have to do. See, either there is a demand upon me by the world that I must do a given thing. That is what we call duty. That this task is assigned to me, I must finish it by this time. And so that is called duty. As long as this sense of duty is there, the kartavyam that I have to do something, that I cannot enjoy a satisfaction. I cannot enjoy what we call that peace of tranquility because there is this, this this demand on me. Now, maybe there is nothing that I have to do that, that the world demands from me. But my, my own mind demands. that you must accomplish that. Say, did you do this? Have you seen that place? Have you, have you gone to that place? Did you study, read that book? Did you study? So whatever. Or did you get that promotion? Did you attain that position? And so on. There is no need that I have to do. But then there is an inner dim urge from me that I must accomplish this, accomplish that. And so as long as there is in me this need for accomplishing something, so long also I cannot enjoy that peace or satisfaction. So wise man enjoys a total peace or total satisfaction because he has this feeling that I have accomplished what all needs to be accomplished. Naturally, because what is, what is it that I am seeking to accomplish? Through all the accomplishments, is nothing but a sense of, you know, his happiness or security, which is what he has discovered in his own nature. Trupyan evam swamanasa. And therefore, the next six verses describe how the wise man feels a total sense of satisfaction. Manyate asam nirantaram. And therefore, experiencing the satisfaction of having accomplished what all needs to be accomplished. He thinks like that. So, how does he think? How does he think when there is a sense of the total accomplishment and how those thoughts give him satisfaction? Earlier, the author described, how do the wise men think and get satisfied? He says, well, I don't need to chase any wife, children or any worldly accomplishment because that is to be chased by the people who are ignorant. Let them chase it. I don't want to chase it. And he feels satisfied. Well, the fellows who want to go to heavens and who want to accomplish the heavenly pleasures, may they perform all the rituals. I don't have to do that because heavens is not separate from me, and therefore I don't have to do that. So, krta da. People who have to remove their ignorance, they may have to listen to scriptures, I don't have to do that. People who have doubts, let them do mananam, I don't have to do that. People who have habitual error, let them do Hasanam, I don't have that problem. People who find that the activity of the body is a distraction of the mind, let them do something to restrain the activity of the body. Or people who feel that the, mind, the activity of the mind are a distraction to them, let them do meditation or samādhi. I don't find that the activity of the body or activity of the mind also are an obstacle to me, and therefore I don't have to do any effort at all even to manipulate them. And therefore I am free from kartrutva and bhoktrutva. I am niralaipaha, and therefore... Whether the body does things, performs actions, the upadhi performs actions that are in keeping with scriptural injunctions or not, I don't even interfere with that. And thus these thoughts, says krutakrutita or the sense of having done whatever needs to be done, results in thoughts like that, and that gives him complete satisfaction. So similarly, also the sense of prapta prap praptada or prapta prapya. Meaning, having accomplished whatever needs to be accomplished, what kind of thoughts are there in him? That I describe in the next subsequent verses. Then in all along he experiences that satisfaction atrupti. We'll see that next time. Om Pūrṇasya pūrṇamā Purnameva pūrṇam evāvaśśyade Om shānti 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 Sankaram shankarāchāryam Keshavam vādarāyanam vande krtauvandhe Bhagavantau punappunaha Īśvaro guru-rātmedhi मूर्ति भेद विभागिने vyoma Vadvyapta dehaya daksina Dakṣiṇā-mūrta-ya-namah shanti Hari om shri gurubhyo